0: Hey, welcome to The Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Father, tonight we are in your presence. We are in your hands. And you know the need of every person in this house. Lord, I am just the messenger. And I pray that that word would fall on good ground. This word that I will speak tonight, God, that it would transform the life of many in the name of Jesus. Can you tell God, speak to me? Come on, tell God, speak to me. Speak to me. Come on, tell him, speak to me. I want to thank my friend, Pastor Israel Martian and Pastor Chino. Thank you. I've been in ministry 30, 33 years and not once have I ever done what I'm going to do right now. Um, that young lady that just spoke What's her name? Ah, she touched my heart, man. Because I know what it is to live in that form, man. And God, I don't, know, I don't know the dealing that God has with you guys. But he told me, Reuben, I, I have a message here to preach. I was going to preach on the praise that moves the hand of God save that for later and I want to preach to you that message that I preached Friday night there's somebody in this house that needs to hear the reality so if you can get your Bibles 2 Samuel chapter 4 I bring you greetings from my wonderful wife my best friend the love of my life The frosting of my flakes. The sugar on my pops. The honey on my bun. 27 years married. 27. Three anointed children. I bring you greetings from my senior pastors who I spoke to earlier. Pastor Clara and Mariano Rivera all the way from New Rochelle and we bring you greetings. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 4 and again I want to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Is that alright with you? That's alright. right. Second Samuel chapter 4 verse 4 says that Jonathan Saul's son had a son who was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel and his nurse took him up and fled and it happened as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephiboseth. Chapter 9 of the same book. verse 3 said then the king said is there not yet someone from the house of Saul who I may show kindness of God and Seba said to the king there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame of his feet so the king said to him where is he and he said he's indeed in the house of Machir the son of Emil in Lodabar speak to us tonight in the name of Jesus everybody say amen come on you can sit down The book of Samuel happens to be my favorite book and it's known as the transition from judges to kings because the people of God wanted to be like everybody else they didn't want to uh, have a king that they couldn't see although God is good somebody say God is good amen but they wanted a king that can lead them a king that they can see a king that they can reign over them and what they did was that they denied the lordship of God and they put their their trust in the hands of man now now it's something tragic when you begin to trust man why because man says he's with you to Today, and tomorrow he'll be against you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Men say he love you today and tomorrow he'll abandon you. He'll say I got your back and tomorrow he'll stab you in your back. That's why the Bible says that cursed is the man that trusts in another man. But thank God that Jesus is the same today, t- t- today tomorrow and forever, forever he's the same. He does not change Now God warned them of their decision because one thing about God is that he won't fight with you. Somebody say, yeah, I know that. He won't fight with you. God said, I'm going to give you what you want, but what you ask for is going to be something that you will regret. Because he will will enslave your children. He's going to steal your belongings. And although Saul started out all right, he sinned against God. And let me tell you something about sin. Sin does not only affect the person that commits it, but sin will also touch the people around that person. And what happened is that Saul's sin not only touched his life, but Saul's sin also touched Jonathan's life. And not only did it touch Jonathan's life, but that sin also touched her. the life of a child who was a future king who was in line for kingship a child named because it was Saul and then Jonathan and then Mephibosheth but since sin came into the equation sin destroyed, sin disrupted why? because sin will disrupt, sin will steal your dreams, sin will bind you up, sin will leave you far from your destiny. Sin will say that it's good But at the end of the day It'll steal your happiness It'll steal your joy It'll steal your life It'll steal your destiny And that's exactly what happened Because Saul never put into the equation That his decision would affect his family Now understand Mephibosheth had nothing to do with his decisions But the decisions that you make will always touch your family. Will always affect your children. The decisions that you make will will, will wreak havoc. That's why the Bible says that do not be deceived. For God cannot be mocked. For whatever you sow, that you're going to also reap. If you reap to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. But if you reap to the spirit, you'll reap life everlasting. But Paul, but Saul did not want to adhere to that reality. And his mistakes touched the life of his family. Now, I understand this. Because I grew up in a broken home. Mommy and Bob decided they couldn't fix out their problems. So they got divorced. Leaving a child and two other th- three other daughters to have to live without a father. Now understand that I used to go play baseball and I, my friend, my father wasn't with me. But I would see all my friends with, the, with their fathers. And that started working out on me to such a point that I asked my mom, mom, "Why did Daddy leave us?" She said, "Reuben, because because he was unfaithful." Now I had a problem. I started to hate my dad. I didn't want hate to spring up in my heart because when when hate springs inside of you, it will steal everything that's good and will create barriers in your life that will not let you be uh, effective in your growing up. And that's what happened to me because I grew up bitter. So mommy decided to take me to church. (laughs) And I used to sing. And I used to preach. And the ancianitas used to say, Deja que el gordito predique hoy. And I used to love it. But they didn't know that my heart was far from God. My heart was starting to get cold. My heart was starting, listen, to, to be affected in such a way that I would be angry all the time, that I always get in fights in school. And mommy took me to church to try to hide, to try to try to help me change my attitude. But when I was 14 years old, my sister approached me and told me, "Reuben, I got to tell you the truth. Daddy wasn't unfaithful to mom. Mom was unfaithful to daddy. And that's how your little sister came to be. So now I had a problem. I couldn't stop hating dad so I started hating mom and I said to myself I'm gonna get back I'm gonna get my mother back my mother was the deacon of the church my mother was the right hand man of the lady pastor but she used to tell me that I was worth nothing she used to tell me I would never amount to anything and I started to believe her I started feeling alienated. And I used to see her lift her hands up and sing to God. And tell God how much she loved him. But mom wouldn't tell me that she loved me because I reminded her of my father. So I told mom, I'm going to get you back. And I went to the streets of the South Bronx. I started running the streets, living la vida loca. I started smoking and drinking. Popping pills. I was introduced to crack until somebody introduced me to heroin. And I became a heroin addict. I began sleeping in the streets. I began at nights looking. I lost everything. I used to look for money in the streets. I used to beg people for a quarter. But I grew up where you at. Sang the songs that you say, but my heart was far from God because they used to say that Jesus loved me but if but if my father didn't love me and he's here on earth and I can see him how can someone that I can't see love me so I ran the streets I started stealing and robbing They were going to kill me one day and I was ready, man. They were saying, shoot them, shoot them. And I was running and I was waiting. I was waiting because I was tired of living. So since I didn't die, I decided to try to commit suicide. I knew I was going to hell. I knew I was going to hell. But I felt that hell was a better place than what I was living. I felt like hell would be a relief of the anguish. Of the nights that I used to be on my pillow crying. Angry, frustrated. Christians used to tell me I was going to hell. And I used to look at them, nah, man, I'm already in hell. I fell that far. Because of somebody else's sin. Because of somebody else's weakness. Because mommy and dad couldn't get it together. So I was abandoned by myself. I had to be raised up by myself. And I was messed up. But I didn't know God had a purpose for my life. Because although somebody might drop you, God is always willing to lift you up. (laughs) Hallelujah! God is always willing to lift you up. You belong to God. You you belong to God. You're His property, and He had His eyes on me. And I couldn't understand. I tried to commit suicide. I woke up in the in the hospital, and mommy and daddy were arguing. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. fault." And all I wanted for somebody to tell me that everything was gonna be all right. Nobody told me, Pastor, nothing. But when God (laughs) wants to do something, you see because when the baby fell out of the nurse's hands and he became lame they took him he lost everything he couldn't have no defect he couldn't he couldn't be the king no more so they sent him to a place called Lodebar low in the greek means no the bar means communication so they sent him to a place with no communication with his family with his destiny with his listener's purpose they sent them to the place of anguish they send them to the place of hurt they send them to a place where everybody will forget about him but God never forgets hallelujah God never forgets. I don't know what your situation here today. But God has not forgotten. Although your mother and your father might forsake you. God is going to pick you up. He's going to pick you up. He's been looking at you. And that was my story. I tried to kill myself. And death didn't even want me. But God had a skinny guy. Pentecostal afro And a big nose He came to me and said Jesus loves you I said said, Mike Stop man Jesus can't love me Nobody loves me man He said Jesus loves you Not only does he love you He loves you the way that you are Like that Messed up He'll change your life I couldn't shake that I was messed up man This guy God sent him to mess me up and then God sent a young lady and say God told me through her I allowed you to live because I have a ministry for you I'm going to send you to the nations I'm going to send you to preach my gospel and I looked at that girl I said I want some of the stuff that she's using she must be using more drugs than me I don't even want to live and she's talking about I'm going to preach to the nations but what I didn't know is that God lives in eternity. and he saw my past he saw my present and he saw me preaching on July 11, 2021 in TOC telling you that the blood of Jesus still has power it still got power it still got power it still got power I said it got power it got power ain't got power, ain't got power The devil tried to destroy me but God said no that one's mine Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. God came lucky for me I thought I had no value but in God's eyes I was worth enough of him coming to die for me It's like uh, it's like this twenty dollar bill. Huh. This is a twenty dollar bill, am I right? Anybody see it? Well, I can go like that. I throw it on the floor. Stomp it. Come here, Pastor. Can you stomp that for me for a minute? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Ralph, can you come? Can come you come? Can you stomp that for one second? Sister Master, come here, come here. I want you to stomp it really hard. Come on. I want you to give it all you got. Hallelujah. Okay, let me pick it up. Does it still have the same value? Yes, it still has the same value. No matter how hard you stomp it, no matter how much people reject it, it still got the same value. So no matter how far you go, God keeps on coming. God keeps on coming after you because you're worth, you're worth the fight. You're worth having him go to the cross of Calvary to die while you were yet a sinner. Jesus came and died for you. And load the bar. They told me to go to church and light all the candles, and I would be good. I went and lit up all the candles, and I was still messed up. They told me to go to drug rehab. I went to drug rehab. I'm still the same. Why? Because what I needed was Jesus. I didn't have a drug problem. I had a sin problem. That's why you don't ever have to use drugs. But you can be in the same condition that I was. Huh? Because your problem is sin your problem is playing around with that thing that God said that the wages of sin is death that's what it says but the story doesn't finish there but the gift of God is eternal life hallelujah and you know, my fee was said, wasn't Lodabar, the the place of no communication but one day God touched the king and he woke up with a thought he said is there anybody from the house of Saul That I can extend mercy to. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You think that was a coincidence? No. Uh, In God, there is a chronos uh, and there is a kairos time. Uh, Chronos is the time that that we measure time by. Uh, But kairos uh, is the time. uh, The appointed time of God. Uh, And the time of God arrived. uh, And God put a thought. Is there anybody? (laughs) Is there? Is there anybody? Yes, there is, but he's in (laughs) Lodabar. Pastor would understand this. When you speak about Hutch Point in New York, do you have to give an explanation? Not at all. Back in the day 42nd Street, you didn't have to say nothing because you knew what was there. In Lodabar, everybody knows what's there those with lost dreams those with lost purpose those that are going to live in anguish all their life they are in the place of no communication will never see their purpose they will never see their calling they will never see their dreams but with God he makes all things new. Hallelujah and he said is there somebody yeah but said there's somebody but he's in low of power. In other words yeah there's somebody but he's messed up. There's somebody but he's all jacked up. He good, no good for nothing but God doesn't care what your circumstances might be because he's powerful enough he said I am the resurrection and I am the life and I am the resurrection and no matter if you be dead if you believe in him you shall you shall live and that was the story they brought him hey hey is that you hey is that you but people said that's you yeah yeah king but what do you want with a dead dog like me when you messed up, you don't believe God calls you. You have a hard time believing that God would call you when nobody else liked you. When God called me, I didn't believe what? Call me? Me? Look at me. When you know the bar for a period of time, you begin believing that you will never be able to do anything in life. And that's why you can come to church and they can be having church the way they were having church and you feel nothing. Why? Because your body might be here, but your soul is in prison. The psalmist said, Lord, take my soul out of prison so that I may praise you. Take my soul out of prison. You're here, but you're far away. You have no communication. You raise up your hands and don't feel nothing. You pray and you fall asleep. You open up the Bible, you don't understand nothing. Why? Because you're in Lodabar, you're in the place of no communication, but the king is calling you. Why? Because he's about to change things inside of your life. And the king called them, my feeble servant said, Are you? Hallelujah my feeble self. Yes! Yes. Yes. I was in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Still on drugs. Kicking from heroin. I wish that no one go through that. Was kicking. that's why women sell their bodies they don't want to go through that that's why men steal and rob they don't want to go through that I was kicking I went to church and I sat down and listened to this guy preach and I couldn't wait for him to finish like some of you who are the same way huh? couldn't wait because that guy started touching my touching my wound oh, let this guy finish already please and then he said, let me explain to you the love of God. The love of God is like the love of a mother. A mother could have the ugliest little kid in the world. And I'm talking about ugly. But in her eyes, oh boy, he's beautiful. He's wonderfully made, beautifully. And wonderful, oh has that chi." A mother could have the baddest little kid, terrorizing everything. but in her eyes, no. and said that boy, no, he's good. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Why? Because a mother's love is unconditional, and that's the same thing with God. God's love is unconditional. So no matter how bad you might be, he still loves you. No matter how far you go, he still loves you. No matter how much you reject him, he still loves you. No matter how much you run, he still loves you. He'll come looking for you. In your Eden, he'll come looking for you. In your valley, he'll come looking for you in the crack house. He'll come looking for you in your depression. He'll come looking for you in your anxiety. He'll come looking for you in your mess. He'll come looking for you in your divorce. He'll come looking for you in your loneliness. He'll come looking for you. And he says, I come to set the captain free. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. And I'm listening to that guy. And I'm like, oh, this can't be true, man. And then he said, does anybody want to accept Jesus? And I was so desperate that I got out of my seat with all my baggage. All my baggage. 17 different personalities, messed up, still kicking from drugs. And I went to that altar, and I said, God, oh, God, if what he's saying is true, if you're real, I'm going to give you this messed up life, and you give me your life. That was May 10th of 1987, and I never backslid. I never went back I never used drugs again I, I never used drugs again God began to heal my heart God began to restore me God began to change me I felt the floodgates of heaven open up Hallelujah, and all heaven embraced me. And the blood of Jesus cleansed my life. He changed my mourning into laughter. And I'm here today. Listen, fighting against the word of the doctor who said once a drug addict, always a drug addict. But the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All the old things pass away. Everything becomes new. And that's my story. Hallelujah when God calls you he calls you with purpose somebody say yes when God calls you he calls you with purpose when God calls you it's for a reason when God singles you out he's about to rock your world and God rocked my world he turned me upside down he filled me with the Holy Ghost and here I am hallelujah preaching the gospel God said I'm gonna send you to the nations I've been to 14 countries I've been to 37 states preaching the gospel of Jesus I didn't deserve nothing uh, but when God said it it's going to happen it happens (laughs) and the king said the female said give me a seat my buddy just remind me I got to finish King said, said I'm going to do two things for you. Two things. Let me get that. I'm going to do two things for you. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to restore everything that you lost. Hmm. Now I knew someone, I knew that might have gone over some of your heads. But if you were like me, I lost everything. I lost everything. And God told me, I'm going to restore everything that you lost. Are you sure? I lost a lot. And I was preaching in a Radio Vision event in in Newark, I mean, in Patterson. And my father, the one that I didn't have no relationship with, he came to see his boy preach. And he gave his life to Jesus. I was able to live with him for seven years in relationship because God said I'm going to restore everything that you lost and then my mother who had lied to me she got her pen Pentecostal gang together thank God for the Pentecostal gangs hallelujah la pandilla pentecota she got her people together and they got into my house and they started praying and the prayer of the righteous has power and if I'm here today it's because my mother repented hallelujah and God restored my relationship with my mama because God said that he was going to restore my restore everything that I lost and then my older sister that was on drugs she came to see her brother preach she gave her life to Jesus. My other sister that was hooked on lesbianism, she came to see her brother preach and she gave her life to Jesus. My little sister who was born out of wedlock, she came to see her brother preach, gave her life to Jesus. Why? Because God said, I'm gonna restore everything that you lost. I wish somebody get excited because God is saying if you give me a chance I'm going to restore everything you lost it doesn't matter what it is God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly he's able to do I was a little kid, I was sexually abused. You don't talk about that in church. But I don't got no problem talking about it because I was healed. There are people in church that have been sexually abused. Nobody knows. And you're living with the scar. That was me. Preaching and not being transformed. Want to get married because usually people that are abused, abuse. I said, like, man. I don't want to get married because my sister's divorce came into my family. My mother got divorced. So my older sister got divorced. My second sister got divorced. My third sister got divorced three times. My little sister didn't get divorced. though. She didn't get married. But she's been from man to man. She's had a lot of relationships. So I said, no way I'm going to get married until God brought a Puerto Rican anointed woman. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to break this curse. Hallelujah. And I've been married 20, it's going to be 27 years. That's my girl. When he said, God, God said, whatever you lost, I'm going to give it back to you. <laughs> and he gave me back my, my trust, my identity. Hallelujah. And I didn't want to have girls because I was scared. I, I knew I wasn't going to do nothing, but still, I was scared. And I was preaching in a service like this one. And I wasn't even preaching, I was singing. Because you know, I'm, I'm from Yellow Praise, not Sound of Praise, Yellow Praise. Yellow praise or preachers that they invite to preach and we sing because you can't stop us, right? That's me. And I was singing "Tú me amas como soy," and God was talking to my pastor, who's the preacher. And God said, "Let Reuben preach." And my pastor said, "If he looks at me, I'll let him." And when I was about to finish, I looked at him. And he said, "Preach." A young lady said that she felt fire. I felt fire in my heart. And God broke. God healed. And a little kid got up and said, Pastor, he said, "He said, Pastor Ruben, pray for me too. I was abused. Another kid in the back said, hey, pray for me too. Fine, people got up and he said, "Pray for me. I was abused too and God turned that place into an operation where these kids got delivered and today they're serving jesus why 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 because god said uh, that everything that you lost i'm gonna restore it and when god said that who can stop him i said when god said that who can stop him i said when god said something who's gonna stand in the way of your mighty and powerful god and the king Toba the feeble said i'm gonna restore in his life. (laughs) So what you saw was glory and not hallelujah his legs being paralyzed you know what if I would have never said that I was a drug addict you might have not known you know why because I was I'm seated at the table of God you never would have known I was I was abused you never would have known that I come from a broken home you would have not known nothing why because I'm seated at the table of the king and his righteousness his righteousness has covered my life for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him and God tells you today stop running, stop running stop running, stop hiding come sit at the table and let my righteousness cover you while you run you will receive what you need but if you stand still Let me finish with this. Thank you. I think it's time to surrender. I have a friend that he could cook really good. And one day he told me a story that he put together. It was about a man that his dream in life was to own a big white house in a mountain so everybody could see it. And the man worked really hard to obtain his goal, his dream. And he bought a big house, Sister Marshall. And he was so excited, they gave him the keys. And he went in there, he said, I've arrived! I, I made it. hard. Working hard pays off. I got everything that I want. And all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door. He started smashing everything that he worked for and the man started crying Jesus help me help me Jesus You stay in my house and you didn't help me. Why? And Jesus said, Because you only gave me permission to be in this room. <laughs> and the man said, I got you, Jesus. You can move around on this second floor all you want, man. You're not restricted to this place. Come on, Jesus. You know better than that. <laughs> what's mine is yours you can stay on the second floor and he went down the stairs Jesus said "All right." he went down the stairs and he opened the door and it was the devil again he tried to close the door and the devil put his leg in again he barged in and started beating him started messing him up and the man's crying Jesus Said Jesus, I called you again. You didn't help me, man. Why, man? I thought you loved me. Jesus said, son, I wanted to help you. But you only gave me permission to stay on the second floor and they beat you up on the first floor. Jesus, here's the keys of my house. I want you to become the Lord and the owner of this place. It's no longer mine, it's now yours. And Jesus looked at him and he said, Very well, my son. So the man went down the stairs and he heard. Door. This guy is going to kill me. I don't know what to do, man. What I'm going to do. And he said, wait. Wait a minute. I'm not even the owner of this place. I'm not going to open nothing. <laughs> Let the owner open the door so he went to the side and he saw Jesus walking down the stairs hallelujah and he went behind Jesus and he said yeah come on Mr. Devil you don't know what you're getting yourself into and Jesus opens the door and the devil looks at him and he says oops this is the wrong house why because when God owns you when you give make Him lord of your life he'll fight for you he'll stand in the gap he'll do what he has to do to make sure that his destiny will be accomplished in your life although you walk through the valley of the shadow of death you are to fear no evil because his rod and his staff will comfort you God will gave him an eviction notice and told him to take a long walk off a short pier. I said get out. God owns my life and I've been going around the world telling people that no matter how far you might go your abiding place is not Bar. your abiding place is to be a child of God with presence and glory and majesty representative a royal, a royal, a, 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 a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You are the head and not the tail. You are the anointed one of God, and God is telling you it's time to stop running. Now I understand that not everybody's going to want to come up because I want to make two calling tonight. I want to pray for those that have been hurt. I'm a believer that God doesn't speak just to speak. I wasn't even going to preach on this. I had a whole other outline. I was ready. But God told me, he used my friend. You gave the mic to the right person. (laughs) Because she said she's going to let it go. I'm going to forgive. So I want to pray for those that are low to bar. And I want to pray for those that have been dropped. This is the non-judgment zone. This is where lives are transformed. This is where destinies are restored. I'm not telling you somebody else's story. I'm telling you my story. I came to the altar and was set free. Can I pray with you? God spoke to you. I challenge you to come out your seat. Come stand here with me. If you've been hurt and you've carried that scar so long. To be close to you, just to be close to you, just to be close to you is my desire. Just to be close to you, just to be close to you to be close to you Is my desire I want to ask the worship team, come Please come, the worship team Just to be close to you Just to be close to you Just to be close to you Is my desire Lord, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, is my need you know you know you need a breakthrough come on to see God is calling you God is calling you man I feel God's grace I feel God's love I feel God's redemptive power in this place come tonight Just to be close to you, just to be close to you, just to be close to you, is my desire. I'm going to pray. If you're here tonight, and your life with God is in shaky ground, your heart might be far from God. You're low to bar. The king is calling you. He loves you. I wish somebody would have preached to me like this. I might have been changed forever. Never would have used drugs. Never would have been living the way I live. Because God is good. Somebody say, God is good. good. I said, God is good. (laughs) Who can testify? God is good. (laughs) God is good, God is good, God is good, God is good. I wanna pray. Hey Pastor, I need about I need about six people to stand behind them. Can we do that?